So everybody, welcome back to the NYFG podcast. This is Evan Claude, and this week we do have two guests from Pioneer Seeds. Um, normally, in the past couple months, we haven't had any guests, so I'm really excited for this. If this is your first time listening to the NYFG podcast, welcome. Um, we talk all about agriculture, people in agriculture, our life in agriculture, and everything in between. So welcome, and Claudia is going to introduce our guest this week. Hello, everybody. So we're with Kevin, which is a dairy specialist, and Alan, that is a field agronomist. So we're going to have them introduce themselves a little bit more um, because I don't think that we would do their job titles justice. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Okay, I can go first. Uh, my name is Kevin Putnam. I'm the dairy specialist for Central and Western New York for Pioneer. Uh, I've been with the company for almost 14 years now. Uh, before that, I was doing feed sales and dairy nutrition work um, for four, four or five years before I came to Pioneer. My role is around um, research, on-farm education, uh, education and training of our rep force. And uh, on the research part, we're doing product advancement with plot work and new hybrids, but also a lot with um, forage management, whether that be, um, you know, fermentation on the inoculant side or, or packing with bunk management. Um, just any anything forage related is what I focus on. That's awesome. We're really excited to have you on. And Alan, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, so as you guys uh, said, I'm Alan Goodwin, field agronomist for Eastern New York and New England. Um, so I've been with the company for, actually, I think it's been three years as of a couple of days ago. Um, <clears throat> I'm initially from Ohio uh, and moved out this way uh, to live with Pioneer. And I kind of do similar things to Kevin's job, except it's crop focused instead of more, you know, solely focused around dairy and, and those things. So a lot of walking fields, uh, as Kevin said, looking at plots and, and doing product uh, assessment and things of that nature uh, for corn hybrids and stuff. So, yep, a lot of fun stuff day-to-day uh, -day basis. Awesome. Well, it's awesome meeting you, Alan, and we're so excited to be partnering with Pioneer Seeds and getting to talk to you guys. And as listeners know, the title of this podcast is revolving around solid staging. That is what we're mostly going to be talking about this episode. So I would love for you guys to kind of explain what silage staging is, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have no idea. And honestly, myself, I wasn't really that educated on it. I took a little bit of some classes in Cobalt Scale about it, but I'm still learning about it. So I want to know like your definition of silage staging and also tell us why silage staging is so important on farms. Yeah, so uh, we're we're early in the year to be talking about harvesting corn silage, but um, we've started about this will be our third year where we've got some predictors um, utilizing some of the the pioneer um, systems, looking at weather data and planting information and hybrid information. So specific to what we're doing is we'll take uh, a farm's planting information, what hybrid, when it was planted and we'll use uh, local weather data to predict when that hybrid will be ready to be chopped. Um, our mm -hmm. goal, three-quarter milk line, uh, if, if you're looking at the kernel, we're trying to drive as much of uh, starch into that kernel as possible. That'll help overall yield, and that'll help overall starch and quality of the plant. So we're using we're using some weather information and some some online systems that Pioneer has to try to predict when the corn 
hybrid will be at that three-quarter milk line and you'll be able to chop. Um, and and our, our goal, if we can hit that again, is we'll drive more we'll drive more yield and we'll drive better forage quality um, for the farm. So if we're doing a little recap on that, what are the benefits of silo staging? Like why would I want someone to do some silo staging on my farm? Yeah, what it's really helped us with is, um, you know, what field might be ready to chop next. So, you know, if if you're on a farm where you use, say, a custom harvester to come in, this could help you have a conversation with that custom harvester to say, hey, this is this is when it's looking like our corn is going to be ready to chop. So let's try to get everything lined up so that you can get it chopped at that optimal time. Um, the other thing that's really worked uh, well for that I kind of mentioned earlier was you know, what field will be ready next. Um, so you can kind of get a game plan for, well, after we chop field, whatever, we can go to this, you know, say it's field one, we can go to field five next because that'll be ready next. It's really done a very good job of predicting the order of which um, corn will be chopped. And the other thing is too, you know, uh, that we used it a lot for is every farm is different with their capability and how much they can chop, say, in a given week. So you can kind of look at the predicted dates and say, okay, well, um, in this given week, we're going to have 500 acres of corn ready. Well, can we chop 500 acres of corn in a week? If we can't, then you can start having some conversations about, all right, well, maybe we need to start a little bit earlier, or can we wait and maybe chop a couple fields a little bit past their optimal date? Um, you can have those conversations. So, you know, that that's where specific to say your guys' farm, you can have some have some conversations with everybody at the farm. How much can we chop in a week? Are we gonna be able to stay ahead or on target with with our with our goals for um hitting those those dry matters and, and milk lines that you want for, for optimal corn silage? I think that's great, especially like during harvest season, things are pretty hectic. So having you guys out there keeping us organized and helping with that process is very helpful for farmers. Yeah. And something other like that I've been noticing over the last, you know, five or six years that I've been helping with corn harvest is we've always just had this tradition of once we go from one field, then we just go to the one across the road or we have like this routine that we do every single year. But sometimes I guess that's not as beneficial as, you know, it should be. So I think that is really cool to have like kind of the scientific background behind that decision making when you're going to harvest your corn. Yeah, and you could put some numbers too, you know, so say, say you let a field wait, you know, four or five more days, if you got three more points of starch, um, you know, that's, that's higher quality, that's worth money to you guys, as far as, you know, having more, having more grain in your corn silage should mean less grain that you have to purchase. Um, so you, you can run some actual economics on what it might mean to wait to not chop that field right across the road right away. And that's a really good point that you brought up. Um, you said you hop from one field to the next, and, and that kind of goes back to the importance of silage staging. So, you know, unfortunately, the harvest order doesn't always follow the planting order as much as you'd uh, maybe expect it to or want it to. And you start bringing in variables like elevation when you change to a different hybrid. Uh, you have variation and precipitation and heat and things of that nature. You know, everything can get kind of thrown off track pretty easily as far as crop development goes. 
and you know like kevin kind of mentioned that can cause you to either over or undershoot harvest timing um which ultimately impacts yield quality the ensiling process so uh, this i think helps to allow you to more frequently hit the optimum time instead of like you guys said hopping from one field to the next just because that was kind of the, the order it went in it right yeah that definitely makes sense and it's not like you guys have variable weather over there, right? I mean, it was snowing yesterday <laughs> when I was there, so. No, now it's sunny, and I was, we were thinking about going to try to work in the field today, but I think I might have needed a rowboat. <laughs> yeah, it's still wet. It was so weird yesterday. It was, like, sunny, but, like, we walked outside, and it was snowing. It was just the weirdest thing ever. So, yeah, we're a little bit behind on our planting season. But, anyways... Um, my question for you guys was, what can a farmer expect from Pioneer when it comes to the silage staging process? Uh, can you explain a little bit about the service you provide, how involved you are, like everything they can expect when getting this service from you guys? Yeah, so I can uh, feel that one. It's actually pretty easy um, from the farmer's perspective. The need for it is um, obviously boundaries, and if you have as planted data, um, you pretty much don't need to do anything else. When the time comes around, we can simply run a report uh, for, uh, for them and get that, the ball rolling there. Um, worst comes to worst, we have to either manually put in boundaries or upload shape files or something like that. Nature. Um, or, uh, you know, manually add in the hybrids and planting date in Corteva fields. So it's not a lot of work, even if you don't have as planted data. So from the farmer's side of things, it's it's really not much work at all, actually. Mm -hmm. That's good. We don't need any extra work. Um, so you come out for, like, what's the time frame for this? Yeah, we usually start running them about August. Um, I mean, you'll, we'll get a gauge based on when planting has happened and how the summer's going as to when we think harvest might start and then usually about three weeks before when we think harvest might start we'll start running this uh simulator and um yeah specific to your guys's farm we put in the boundaries manually because uh, you didn't have the shape files so that's all in that's all done and then um yeah we'll put in once you're done planting we'll get what hybrid was planted where on what date and then we run a spreadsheet and then you guys get the print out of the spreadsheet and the spreadsheet shows this hybrid was planted or this field was planted to this hybrid on this date. And here's our expected date that that field will reach three quarter milk line. And it's not. So as far as the involvement of pioneer, we don't just send you the spreadsheet and say, yep, this is right. You know, we still got to ground truth it because there's a lot of things that happen. Um, you know, Alan kind of alluded to, you know, there's differences in weather and, and, um, and um you know field field type whether it's you know soil types or elevation or whatever that can that can change so we come out and we ground truth it uh actually look at the corn you know we might still get out with the chipper shredders and chip some corn and send it in for for uh forage analysis mainly looking at the dry matter at that point but we still ground truth the system we don't just we don't just run run the model then send you the information and hope that it's correct we, we still ground truth it awesome um you guys also have been 
you talking about a lot of the different technology that you've been um, using through this whole process. Like we were talking about using drones and everything. How has that um, made a difference in this whole process too? I can let Alan talk about the drone work because he's he's got a drone and been doing some of that. But uh, the other piece of this is um, satellite imagery. So you guys um, have have that now with your with your fields. We got your boundaries in there. We'll do satellite imagery, which the the company that we're doing using to do that. We're getting multiple pictures a week of high quality. And then uh, the nice part of that is. You know, once a week, usually on Monday, you'll get an email and the, the program will um, look at your satellite images or your fields and it'll rank which ones change the most throughout the week and then give you that ranking. Hmm. It'll send that in an email. So instead of trying to go and look at every field that you have or the satellite pictures of every field that you have, you'll get an email on Monday saying these fields change the most and here's where they changed in within the field. And uh, you can use that as a guide to, to physically go out to those fields yourselves and see what's going on. That's so awesome. if there's anything coming in, whether it be leaf disease or, um, you know, if there's alfalfa weevil coming in alfalfa, whatever it might be, um, you know, we can use that as a guide weekly to kind of tell us things are starting to change. That's yeah, awesome. And you had mentioned drones and boy, every year I use mine more and more because there's just more technology that's coming out uh, and more more software um, that just makes them that more useful. <clears throat> so the basically the, the three or almost now four times that I'll use mine is uh, the beginning of the season when corn's around V2, V3, we can do uh, stand counts with it instead of manually going out in the field and, and doing counts. Um, I can use it too later in the season um, to do a quick flyover with drone deploy and it'll stitch together a live image of the field. So, you know, when corn is tasseling and you can't really know where you're at when you're walking around, you can throw the drone up and kind of see spots you want to inspect closer. Um, and then towards the end of the season, um, or I should say later uh, into the winter or early spring, we've been doing uh, bunk, or, uh, bunk inventories with it. So basically, the drone deploy had a program set up. They used to get uh, um, a tonnage for like construction piles, and we've just kind of taken that and thrown it in the direction of uh, of silage piles to calculate the volume of that. Um, and we'll get a density and dry matter of it, and use that to calculate the total tonnage that's in the pile. So we're kind of making you know the drone into a year-round tool, and it's been really nice to have. <laughs> And that's what you guys are out on our farm doing, right? The flying the drone over our bunks. Yep. Yesterday we did that. And even with the wind, we did not lose the drone. So that was good. That's great. I was <laughs> going to ask, like, how good are, are you guys at flying drones? Because every time I try to fly a drone, I hit like a tree or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're what, what makes it nice is that the program we use pretty much automates everything. So you only have to pay attention. Well, I shouldn't say you only have to pay attention, but you mainly have to focus on uh, really takeoff and bringing it back down to the ground. But everything else, it's you draw out uh, the area you want it to cover. It flies automatically in the pattern, and then it drops down. So 
So yeah, that makes it really nice. You don't really have to worry about trees other than, you know, making sure the drone doesn't actually hit one. Yeah, it's definitely cool to listen about um, the other things that drones can do because I've always thought they were just for taking cool pictures. So <laughs> it's cool to know that they can be a lot more helpful than that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. All right, I'll ask the next question. Um, what information do you need to run all of the silos staging reports? Yep, so I did, yeah, I guess I kind of answered that in uh, one of the previous questions. So that would just go back to the boundaries, um, planting, date, and hybrid. And those are the three main ones. Um, once we have that, uh, like Kevin said, we, we can run the report and um, kind of do, you know, ground truthing and, and a further assessment on that. But you just need those three pieces of information. And then, um, you know, our crop growth model goes to work and the weather is automatically recorded um, through IBM's weather grid. And uh, yeah, it's it makes it nice and easy. Awesome. So it doesn't, it's not too hard then. It's not, I thought, you know, like there's not too much that goes into it I, in that matter. Well, yeah. the, the email you sent us the other day, that was the, our silage staging report or no? No. The one that you sent to Andrew, what was that? Uh, that was the bunk density work that I did. Which was actually super cool to... Yeah, I've like never seen that before, so... Yeah. So that was the bunk... So we'll use, for the, the drone flight that we did yesterday, we'll use those bunk densities um, to figure out exactly what your inven inventories are in your bunks right now. Uh, for the silage staging, you know, when you guys are done planting, I'll just have to get a list from you that has what hybrid you planted where and on what day. And mm -hmm. we'll put that into the system and then that'll all be saved and recorded. Um, you know, right now it's it's easy for us to do the, the Pioneer hybrids. Um, so we have GDU to maturity or black layer information. And what we're doing is we're taking those that number and we're taking off 150 GDUs, which should get us to that about three quarter milk line. Um, spot that we want to get to and um so we'll for the pioneer hybrid since we already have all that gdu to maturity information um you know that that's already figured out in a calculator that we have put together so that makes it really easy mm -hmm. yeah my dad was all upset because his the bunk that he packed had the worst density and he was all butthurt about that <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna have a meeting this summer we're gonna go through how we can improve those densities so i think I think that'll be good, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll make them better for next year. How's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what is the most, or the, what is the information that can be most useful when getting results from the silage staging report? I think the the date, the dates that you might start, and I I think the so everybody asks us every year, when are we going to start chopping corn silage? So this helps get an idea of that, you know, and for you guys, if you've got, you know, um, people that you hire to drive truck or things like that, you can get them lined up. Um, I think staging out how many acres are potentially going to be ready in a week. We talk about that a lot and, you know, can the farm handle that many acres in a week? Um, you know, but line, lining up part-time help is a big piece. So when will you start chopping and what the chopping window might be? The interesting thing for 2020 was, um, no matter the size of the farm last year, it seemed like, seemed like all the hybrids were getting ready to chop in a two-week period. 
and again, I, I don't, it didn't seem to matter how many acres you had. If you had 500 or 5,000, everything was ready in the same two week period. So, hmm. uh, and, and things kind of came together that way as well. So it, it's just, a, it's a good planning tool is the way that I would kind of talk about it. And, you know, it, as far as the packing side of it that we just talked about, you know, how many, how many tractors, how many people driving packing tractors are you going to need? Um, you know, some of that, again, it's just, just planning. I think it really helps on planning. How accurate has salad staging been in New York in the past two years, would you say? So that's a really good question. Um, it's been accurate. What I'll say is in 2020, it was probably, it was probably predicting a week later than when we actually chopped and that had to do with the drought that we had in central New York last year. So yeah. the plants were drying down faster than the ear was getting ready. Because again, the system is tracking the ear development because we're truly really trying to get that as close to that black layer as possible, as close to that full maturity of the plant as possible. So because we were tracking the ear development and, and we had the drought and the plants were drying down, guys were probably chopping about a week ahead of what the date was on the on the um you know this worksheet that we were giving them but the order was still correct so if it said chop field two first and then chop field eight second that was still correct it was just a little bit early and then again because we were ground truthing it we knew that okay if if you're going based on milk line yeah we're probably going to chop maybe next week but if you're going on just dry matter um you know it was about a week earlier and then the year before it same thing um, it, it tracked, it tracked really well with what the actual ear development is. Uh, we've got, you know, Pioneer, we've got so much research and information on hybrid development that, um, we really can track that stuff pretty well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been very accurate, but there's some things like, again, the drought last year that we just got to take into account when we're looking at it and ground truthing it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been very accurate. We've been very happy with with the results we've gotten over the last two to three years. That's awesome. I think that's the great thing about pioneers. You guys do have so much research in everything you do, so it makes it a lot more trustworthy and reliable for farmers. Uh, my question um, was, how does precision work and salad staging tie into the bigger picture of feeding the world? Yeah, I guess I'd have to say that you know, when we talk about long term and larger and larger scale that that each farm is getting on uh, years to rest, you know, you're always looking for more uh, more efficiency, more specificity, and just putting out better quality, and that includes feed. Um, and I think this is helping people do just that. Uh, you know, it's it becomes more crucial, as Kevin said, this is a pretty nice tool for trying to plan things. And, you know, when you have uh, uh, a lot of acres over a large area and it's almost mind boggling to even think of, this kind of helps reduce some of that complexity. And, and like Kevin said, just help you plan it out. So, uh, like I said, I, I think just uh, just from an efficiency standpoint and quality standpoint it really helps improve uh to just keep driving production because that's really what we need 
Yeah, and driving uh, higher quality feed for you guys and the farm as well. You know, if we can, if we can drive more starch and more energy coming off of your ground, that's more homegrown forage you can feed that you don't have to buy. And you know, grain prices are are increasing, especially right now. So, um, you know, high quality forage that you can make so you can feed more forage to the cows. That's gonna that's going to help your guys' business be successful. That's going to help the cows be healthier because um, they're going to be able to eat more forage and just, um, yeah, bring all that together is what we need to trade on. High-quality forages so that we can feed more forages. That's that's better for the farm and better for the cow, too. Yeah, that's where my mind immediately went because I'm, like, all on the cow side. So if our cows aren't milking good or we're like dropping in pounds, then we're usually look towards the feed or something like that to see if that's the reasoning. So high quality feed is definitely important. And you guys talked a lot about the milk line and how we can feed more cows and everything. And I know that you're a dairy specialist, Kevin, but have you guys worked with a lot of other different kinds of farms as well? As far as on the, I mean, Yes, I, I work mainly with dairy dairy farms. Uh, we work hand in hand with the on farm nutritionist. Um, see what what areas we need to improve on forage quality overall on the farm. Um, I I'll get on some row crop farms, some grain farms. Alan would get on more of those than I than I would, um, just because of the nature of each of our positions. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. How would um, somebody go about scheduling the service? Because I'm sure after they listen to this whole podcast episode, they're definitely interested in seeing all the benefits that come from it. So how would you tell them to go about scheduling the service through Pioneer Seeds? That is a good question. So all they have to do is reach out to the, their local Pioneer um, salesperson, and uh, they can work with you to get this set up. Um, you know, hopefully the farm is feeding or is, is uh, planting a lot of Pioneer, that makes it easier because we've got more information on our own hybrids. But um, we 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 can get some information on some other hybrids. Um, the accuracy just, you know, from say from other companies, the accuracy just goes down a little bit. Um, so, but yeah, it just they just got to reach out to their their local Pioneer representative, um, you know, or you know their local agronomist or dairy specialist. Um, there's two agronomists that cover all of New York and New England and two dairy specialists that cover all of New York and New England. And then we have um, we have uh, territory managers that work with the reps as well. And you can get a hold of any of us and uh, we can we can help get you all set up with this. Easy. Yeah. So if you guys if you're listening and you are wondering how to find your rep or you just want to check out Pioneer Seeds, you can find them on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at Pioneer, at Pioneer Seeds. Do you guys have anything else that you want to tell the people before you leave? I guess uh, all I would say is uh, everybody have a nice, safe, fun planting season. Uh, everybody be careful. That's safety is number one priority. Um, but otherwise, you know, I think uh, hopefully everybody will get rolling pretty well here. Uh, with the weather breaking and yeah, that's, that's it on my end. Yeah. Hopefully we get a lot of corn in the ground here in the next week and um, yeah, have a, have a fun and safe planting. And then when we get closer to harvest, 
a fun and safe harvest. And uh, yeah, hopefully we have a good good year. Thank you guys very, very much. That was great closing thoughts too. Um, a safe planting season is always my number one priority to tell people about that too. Of course you wanna have a good planting season, but to keep it safe. <laughs> but thank you guys very much for spending your time today to talk to us and all the people out there. Um, Make sure you go check out Pioneer Seeds on all the social media platforms. And I'd like to say thank you again, Kevin and Alan, for coming on. And enjoyed learning about silage staging. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thank you guys for, um, for having us on, and thanks for the information that you guys share as well. Thank you.